Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome to the Brain People Podcast. I'm Amanda Anguish, and I'm joined by my co-host... Stacy Bartley. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Yes. Now we started our conversation, I like to say that, um, on episode six, we talked about relationships. Actually, we talked depression, about depression, helping. but the relationship with the depressed person and how we could better that and improve that mm-hmm. and stuff. And so now we're going to continue the conversation in a slightly different way. Um, we're going to This is our Valentine's Day episode, so we're going to talk about relationships, but not just romantic relationships. We're going to talk about all kinds of relationships because not everybody has a specific romantic relationship that they're in at this time, but we want to just help people with their relationships. So as we start out, what are some of the things that you'd like to talk about a little bit to today? Well, with your introduction, the first place my mind went, so I'll just Mm -hmm. follow that track of thinking, is as a kid, I love Valentine's Day. Like, I remember having wonderful memories um, about and around Valentine's Day. And it's, it's very different, or it was very different for me than it was and and how we hold it now in our society mm-hmm. like now it kind of brings up it, it is a, about romantic relationships and oh, for yeah. many of us it highlights the fact of what i don't have mm-hmm. or what i wish i had and so it becomes this oh, quite quite frankly kind of disappointing right yeah and then we do our traditional go out to dinner and get our flowers and our box of chocolates mm-hmm. and we check the box and say okay we've handled that for valentine's day we did day. valentine's day <laughs> And I I just think there's so much more to it that we mm-hmm. miss that's fundamentally important to our relationships. I believe that we all have a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and the one with ourself is the mm-hmm. one that's going to last a lifetime and the mm-hmm. one that we probably need to create a little more pleasure and romance mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Um, second- that's a good thing to, to talk about. Like, what do we mean by romance? Because that's an interesting word. And you just used it in a way that most people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Romance is anything that is novel and enjoyable mm-hmm. and playful. Mm-hmm. And it's out of the ordinary. That's what makes it romantic. Mm-hmm. It's something that touches me or makes me laugh or is mm-hmm. a surprise. And I can do all of that with myself. Mm-hmm. So that means some relationships that are what most people would consider romantic because it's couple or something isn't necessarily romantic then it's at some points in that relationship because they're not doing those novel those playful things and stuff like that well and usually how that shows up in my particular office i'd love to hear how it shows up in yours is i need them to be more romantic Mm -hmm. and and it could be the the him to her or her Mm -hmm. to him or her to her him to him i mean it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter but somebody in the relationship is longing for more romance and what Mm -hmm. we mean by that is think of me, you know, surprise me, mm-hmm. um, do something special for me, acknowledge mm-hmm. me, you know, all those wonderful things that we all long for secretly inside, but very yeah. few of us raise our hands and say, I need a little more of that. And so I always say, well, then create it. If you mm-hmm. want more room, 
romance in your relationship, then do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that, create what it is you want. Yeah, that reminds me um, when I was not married, um, I I realized that I didn't have anything to do for Valentine's Day, but there was this big thing made up about it. So I would have parties on Valentine's Day because I realized that's Mm. the only way I'm going to have somebody in my life on this day is if I create something for myself. So I would have parties, Valentine's Day parties. And ironically, some of my couple friends would come to that instead of doing Valentine's Day together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which brings me back to my memory as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, we would start preparations for Valentine's Day days before Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. And there would be the construction paper and the doilies and oh, the stickers. That. Do you remember those <laughs> yes. days? And you pull the markers out uh-huh. and you would make your Valentine list mm-hmm. that included your friends, mm-hmm. um, secondary parents in the community that mm-hmm. were significant, important to you. And my mom would even each have us put a little Valentine holder on our bedroom door so that we could give Valentine's Aww. Day to our siblings, you yeah. know, and the family. And the whole premise was to let them know this one day that you care and that you love mm-hmm. them and that you acknowledge or remember things or how you associate with them. And of course, you'd write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those we would deliver around the neighborhood, of course, would be like a bit of door ditching. Yeah. Right? You throw <laughs> the Valentine on the door, you'd knock uh-huh. on the door and then get the heck of a dodge, which when I think about that now, I think, gosh, there's even some brilliance in that because sometimes it's uncomfortable to be vulnerable. Yeah. And here I've just kind of poured my heart out for you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there when you read it, nor does the person want to have to respond in a certain yeah. way. So what a brilliant tradition that was yeah. where you pour your heart out in a little Valentine uh-huh. Day, you put it on the porch, you knock on the door, you get the heck out of Dodge, and then they get to enjoy how you yeah. feel about them in their own special way. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure for anybody to have to show up and appear any awkward way. And yeah. I just, I wish we could bring those back, you know? You know, that this is like a whole new phenomenon we need to start is like go around your neighborhood and drop off Valentine's Day to your neighbors. I actually did that when I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, sad that we don't give these Valentine's Day cards to each other and stuff anymore like we used to. Now it's focused when you become an adult. It's like for one person, maybe your kids or something like that. I know my mom has sent us Valentine's before, but we should do this for all the people we love in our lives and like... And, and bring back the true purpose mm-hmm. of Valentine's, right? It doesn't have to just be for couples. It mm-hmm. is really a day and a moment where we can acknowledge and appreciate the people mm-hmm. who are in our lives and, and that have that special place in our hearts and that we get to tell them that mm-hmm. because we all need more of that. Tell me somebody on the planet right now that doesn't need more of, oh, somebody does think about mm-hmm. me. I really have made a difference in that person's life. I really am special there. And even though we might know it, mm-hmm. it's like we don't hear it enough. Yeah. And in this day and age when, you know, media, text messaging and all that stuff, like to actually get a card or to have somebody drop by something like a treat or whatever, that would be just the nicest thing for somebody. Yeah. My grandkids and I still have that tradition. It's and and we're trying to now outsmart Mm -hmm. each other, but I still love their little homemade Valentines Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Right. That we get to go through and go, oh, you know, little moments and little memories (laughs) Mm -hmm. that come up in those Valentines are just incredibly precious. And Mm -hmm. so I I guess that would be the first place I'd love to start with, Mm -hmm. you know, building relationships is 
acknowledgement and appreciation go a long, long way. And Valentine's Day is a perfect day Mm -hmm. to let the people in your life know that you love them, that Mm -hmm. you care about them and and share a special little thought or memory with them and put it in a card or make a card even better. Yeah. um, And drop it on their porch and run and let Mm -hmm. them enjoy what it is you've just shared with them. And, you know, I I think that's a I think that's kind of a needed excuse because sometimes it's really hard to be vulnerable, which is one of the aspects of relationships that is needed more so in this day and age and at any point in time, really. But is that vulnerability? And Valentine's Day is a great excuse to do that. Uh Like you wouldn't naturally just feel like giving somebody a card that just seems very awkward. But to have Valentine's Day as an excuse to give one, then it's like, oh, I'm acknowledging you on this day that we're supposed to do stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. And I I love that you brought up vulnerability because I'm sure, um, like you, I get that in my mm-hmm. office a lot. Like, oh, Stace, that's so vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. like, let's just talk about vulnerability and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit why it's so scary to, yeah. to really share our hearts and express what it is mm-hmm. we want. Um, the fear generally comes from a place of being manipulated from it like Mm -hmm. if I know what you really want then I can use it against you or I Mm -hmm. can coerce you or engage you in doing things that I want you to do that you don't necessarily want to do but I can use this as the leverage stick Mm Um, however, if we have the ability to use our voices and say no, we don't have to be concerned about being vulnerable Mm-mm. anymore because if somebody tries to use it against me, I can just as easily say, yeah, I do want that, but I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not okay for me. And essentially, it puts you in this place where you're unmanipulatable from that yeah. happenstance. People can't flip it on you. Mm-hmm. And the other aspect of it is I would say, what's our alternative? Mm-hmm. You find that when you work with relationships, the way through any kind of a difficult conflict is by being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like how we set ourselves up in not being vulnerable is we're going to get defensive Mm -hmm. and then we're going to make up a story about what the other person should do or what I'm entitled to receive in order to address this conflict. So let's see, that's one, probably one, two, three days that have gone by that I'm spun up, upset, Mm -hmm. hot mess. And then I spend another four five and six days thinking about, okay, how am I going to break the ice? How are we going to step in and have this conversation? And then it's um, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 later where I've tried a few times, I put a toe in the water, didn't go so well, you know, and we rinse Mm -hmm. and repeat. And so the next thing you know it's been 30 days and i've been hanging out in this this hot mess place emotionally Mm -hmm. and not knowing how to resolve it we spend a tremendous amount of time suffering instead of being able to realize that if you could just get clear about what it is that hurt your feelings and say so and if you could just get clear about what it is you wanted or was hoping to get out of that interaction and allow the other person Mm -hmm. to do the same we could have probably gotten through it in like 30 minutes to an hour tops two days and you would have just saved yourself 29 days of suffering unnecessarily but in order to get that benefit Mm -hmm. you're gonna need to be vulnerable like that is the way through i think i what you're talking about when i hear you talking about vulnerability is i think there needs to be a certain element of willingness to deal with conflict that's part of being vulnerable too is like i'm willing to feel all the feels that come with confronting an issue 
talking to a person about what's really going on versus like, well, I'm just going to pretend and wait to see if it goes away and that sort of thing. And so being vulnerable also means being vulnerable to conflict. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. And that's normal mm-hmm. um, to any of the listeners out there. That is so normal. And yes. you're never going to not be without it. Mm-hmm. Speak to this because yeah. I can tell you. Every some- relationship requires the ability to go through conflict. We we absolutely need to be able to confront conflict because I, I think that's one of the things um, I see in my clients is they think that conflict means something's wrong. But conflict is often quite the opposite. It's the it's the realization that I'm growing and you're growing and we do want to grow together, but I might be seeing myself go a little bit this way and you might be seeing yourself go a little bit that way. And how can we get back on track together without confronting those things and, and going through conflict? And I love I know this is kind of um, people have heard this over and over before, but in the Chinese culture within the language that um crisis is actually brought is two words put together and it means danger and opportunity. And so when we have a crisis situation in our relationship, something happens, I disagree with you, you disagree with me. It's an opportunity for us to come together to remedy that situation. And if we're not willing to do the conflict part of it, Mm -hmm. then we might continue to go in the opposite directions Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how we grow apart. Mm -hmm. And and I would just add to that. We all come from a different sets of perspective Mm -hmm. and expectations and experience. And so sometimes I think we Uh, feel our partners, especially when I really care about them, or we consider ourselves to be soulmates, et cetera, Mm -hmm. um, bound by our religious beliefs. You know, Mm -hmm. there's lots of things that make us feel like, okay, we got this, right? And then all of a sudden, you're not feeling or thinking or behaving the way that you used to with Mm -hmm. me. And I panic and I start to make up a whole bunch of things about that. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And to realize that that is like you're saying, that is totally normal. And, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) your partner doesn't get where you're coming from. (laughs) They don't, they don't, Uh they're too busy dealing with their own hot mess, right? Inside of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes that disappointment is just a a misunderstanding of how we work as human beings and what expectations are Mm -hmm. that are rooted in reality. And so when we expect them to feel the way I feel or think the way I I see it or or to be able to show up and and be what I call Mm matchy-matchy, that's going to set us up for a disappointment every single time. And also it robs us of the opportunities to grow and explore and expand our perspectives and who Mm -hmm. it is we have the capacity to be as human beings. And I think that's the point of relationships overall. Like if you Mm -hmm. want to put your personal growth on steroids, just go ahead and get into a relationship. It will take care of everything. And then once you're in one, stay in one. Uh (laughs) You know, there's these ever evolving um, places where we're going to have to grow and we're going to have to expand our perspective and our experience. And we're going to have to learn how to include somebody in our world, even Mm -hmm. though we don't get it and we don't understand and it doesn't make any sense to us. But we have to allow them to teach us and and I be willing to do that work and effort on my own part as well so that that exchange and that connection and that we that growth can happen together. Yeah, I it sounds like what you're saying um, that maybe we should feel kind of sad for ourselves when we're at that place where we say, I just don't want to deal with people or I don't want to deal with relationships and that sort of thing. So I'm just going to stay by myself and not have to deal with it. That would be equivalent to like saying, I don't want to go to the gym. 
You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to grow. I don't want to get muscles in areas that I'm not wanting to deal with the work to do. Well, and and here's the reality. Like sometimes we shouldn't be in a relationship because mm-hmm. dealing with me is a full-time job and it's all <laughs> I can handle. And that's mm-hmm. totally okay to be where you are. Mm-hmm. I have um, singles ask me often, when is the best time for me to jump back in and get going? Let's say I've helped him through mm-hmm. a divorce or something. And yeah. now they're like, okay, when should I think about dating again? And mm-hmm. I say, anytime you feel like you're ready to take on more, because that's yeah. what a relationship is going to give you. Mm-hmm. Not just more of the good stuff, but more of everything. Yeah. You know, more opportunities, more growth, more conflict, mm-hmm. more challenges, and yes, more love, mm-hmm. you know, more support, hopefully, um, safety to express and explore more of who you are. It just gives you more. And if you feel like you have enough on your plate right now, then please stay there because yes. that natural inkling of I think I'm ready for more. It's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, I'm ready. I'm ready. I just want to meet somebody. That's how that starts to show up. And then you go, go, you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what are some of the other things that we should keep in mind with relationships too? We've talked about vulnerability. We've talked about conflict. What do you think another aspect of relationships is that we need to consider? Mm, defensiveness. No. Okay. Yeah. The, the butt kicker mm-hmm. for all of us. <laughs> I don't want to hear what you're saying right now. <laughs> yes. How could you? <laughs> I That's can't not believe me. you went there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. At least the way you're saying I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me teach and preach to you about uh-huh. all I know on the topic. Let me diagnose you, tell you uh-huh. what your problem is, and then you'd better do it my way. I don't do that ever. <laughs> <laughs> me either. <laughs> What about hold a grudge or yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> make you pay or yes. blame you? You should know uh-huh. better. And when the person's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. um, defensiveness yeah. is the is the kicker. Mm-hmm. It is really the thing that destroys us and our relationships at the end of the day. And it's hard yeah. to stay out of. Right. I mean, we can find ourselves there in 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like that's another aspect of taking on more when you take on a relationship is you take on also the potential to learn things about yourself that you don't want to face as mm. well. And that's what makes us defensive because I'm not ready to hear those things about myself. And I I do really well on my own. And why do you have to tell me who you <laughs> see I am? And I now realize I am, but I didn't want to face that until you just said that. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like those are hard things, right? And we think that when our buttons get pushed, mm-hmm. um, in our world, we call it triggered. But mm-hmm. when our buttons get pushed, we think that our person should know that that's pushing my buttons. And how yeah. dare you go there, that they mm-hmm. should know better. And I, I like the metaphor um, that I use often in my practice of let's suppose right now you have a headache, mm-hmm. right? You have a pain in your physical body mm-hmm. and you have a headache. And, uh, and how we tend to handle this on the emotional side is I would say, I have a headache. I can't believe I had a headache. Is this headache your fault? You should know better than to give me a headache. You mm-hmm. should know that this headache and, and you know, I have a headache. What are you going to do about it? You know, and I'm not going to do X, Y, Z until my headache's gone. And when you think about it in those terms, you realize the person, your partner doesn't have the headache. They don't get your headache. Uh They don't feel your headache. They don't understand how to remedy your headache. Uh And what they're wanting or the best aspect we could set them up as to be supportive to you is for you to say, you know, what would really help me with my headache. I have Mm -hmm. a headache. 
claim it, own it. Yeah. Um, you know what would really help me with my headache? I love a glass of water and two Excedrin. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a cup of coffee and a chocolate donut. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Quiet. it's two <laughs> Tylenol and uh -huh. a grapefruit juice. I mean, we all mm -hmm. have these little remedies yeah. that we know work for us. But think about the ability to get your needs met and stay out of defensiveness if you could just own it. This mm -hmm. is happening inside of me. Yeah. And here's what I think I need in order to remedy it. Would you be mm -hmm. willing to do that? Yeah. And then your person has the option to choose in or not, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, how many of us, if we know our person and we understand they're hurting, mm -hmm. wouldn't go, heck yeah, I'll get you a glass of water and a couple of et cetera. If that's all you need for your headache. And I'm not supposed to come up with a headache. I, I'm sorry you have a headache, but I don't mm -hmm. know what to do about your headache. And you're the one with the headache. So yeah. how can I help you with it? And I don't have to be the one if if you're owning it, too. I'm just talking about the other person. I don't have to try to convince you anymore. So I'm not going to be in that place of like, no, really, you do have a headache. Don't you notice? You know, mm -hmm. and and so I don't have to keep doing that. Now I get to go in the place of supporting you versus mm -hmm. like trying to convince you of that headache. Yeah. Well, and that kind of you know, we brought that up when we were showcasing signs mm -hmm. of defensiveness. You mm -hmm. know, it is just like somebody I know you have a headache. You yeah. have a headache. I can see it. It's <laughs> all over your face. And you're like, look, I don't have a headache, but I do now. <laughs> I have a headache right now because you won't get off my back. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then it's like, see, I always knew you had a headache. See, yeah. there it is. Or you're, be I, I'm just thinking how this looks in like my sessions. Like you're angry. No, I'm not. And then you get angry because, yeah, then because you're, like, you're trying to, <laughs> okay, I am now. And, and they got what they wanted because I just went into that place of being angry and, so, yeah, all all the defensiveness it does is pull us apart even more mm -hmm. versus bring us together. Well, and the sad thing about defensiveness, I think the net net result is it has this boomerang effect where if I allow myself to show up in ways mm -hmm. that I don't feel good about, um, then, then I know that. And, mm -hmm. and not only have I allowed myself to maybe say and do some things to a person that I say I love that I feel bad about, but it, it really dismantles me and my own self-concept and confidence and creates mm -hmm. a lot of self-doubt that then I grapple with. Because as a client once said, this relationship is turning me into a monster of myself, mm -hmm. right? And as it continues on and I continue to show up in this defensive way, I feel terrible about who I am and who I'm becoming, mm -hmm. you know, and that becomes the catch 22 that we find ourselves in. And the more we hurt, the more we feel like we have to take it out on somebody mm -hmm. and the worse I feel about myself because I'm going to pay the ultimate price for that. I think, you know, as you're talking about that defensiveness seems to come from a place of of looking at myself the wrong way too. when somebody says that rather than looking at it like, wow, you're being helpful and showing me areas where I can grow and and change it's looking at it as a place of shame like I must be a bad person therefore I have to defend my reputation now versus oh I can just listen and use this as an opportunity to grow or grow with you as we talk about it even yes and the ability to to be flexible mm -hmm. and to accept that maybe somebody sees you in this light but remember that you at the end of the day get to make the final call in regards to what yep. was true for you and what wasn't so mm -hmm. even if you're being accused of something that you know you didn't do you know it's kind of like that knowing inside of yourself I didn't do it but mm -hmm. why do you think I did let's explore yeah. that so that we can all learn from this mm -hmm. Um, recently, and, and I just want to point out here how normal this is. Like you and I yeah. spend a lot of time in this conversation, like mm -hmm. our lives have been dedicated to it yeah. well beyond 10,000 hours, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I always say I do this work because I need to be reminded more than most. <laughs> 
I say I do this work to to let me know what's like normal versus oh no, it's just me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very similar yeah. there. And so you would think that because we're in that conversation a lot, that we do this perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have I problems do. no, of defensiveness <laughs> in my relationship, right? I, yeah, every time I do it the right way. Yeah, and that's such a lie because mm-hmm. we are in the human experience just like everybody else is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just showcases how copable we all are to find mm-hmm. ourselves in places of defensiveness and conflict and those kinds of things. So um the goal is to get through it quickly, efficiently, mm-hmm. and effectively so we don't spend that 30 days suffering, that we get yep. through it as quickly as possible and be done with it. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I are on the way to axe throwing, and we're meeting a group of friends. And oh, guess what? <laughs> we are running late. Surprise, uh-huh. surprise. Okay? So we're already spun up, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to give our lane away, and our friends are there waiting on us. So yeah. I'm texting the friends. Um, my husband's driving the car. And he, at that moment, gets a call from a brother who's having some health challenges and he wants our thoughts and input and what should he do. And so now we're trying Mm -hmm. to support a person, text our friends that we're running late and it's going to be fine. We'll be there and driving all at the same time as we're both getting pretty spun up about being late and, you know, all that stress that comes with it. I am from Utah. I do not profess to be good at directions here in California. And in fact, I am absolutely certain that addresses here in California are completely decorative. (laughs) They mean nothing. (laughs) Where I come from, there's a grid. Like an address actually Uh means something. So in the decade plus I've been here, I've had to kind of get comfortable with that. But as we're driving and I'm trying to assist my husband, I can see the intersection of the name of the street and the 49 here in Auburn. Mm -hmm. And so I see that there's this exit that has that name on it. Yeah. My husband's a real estate appraiser. He knows these streets like the back of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And so because he's distracted trying to support his brother, I say, go to the next exit. Uh Okay, so he goes to the next exit. And the minute we get off the exit, he realizes, yes, that exit has the same name, but it also meanders you through the heels. And we just added Uh about 15 minutes to our time. And And we should have got off about the... Yeah, the accent prior. Yeah. And immediately he turns to me and goes, why do I ever listen to you about directions? Like, that's the stupidest thing (laughs) I would ever do. I should have known better. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Uh that kind of hurt my feelings. Like, Uh and I just said, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't do this intentionally. I really could see it in my mind's eye. And then it's silent. It's just silent. As we kind of all start to kind of both of us regather, like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we going to do with this? What's the, the next step? The replay goes on. <laughs> and I just said, babe, that was kind of that was kind of hurtful. Yeah. You know? And he goes, I'm sorry, honey. I was just being a jerk. Now oh. here we're going to just drive through this, and and it was put to bed like that fast. Uh-huh. Something that could have derailed our entire evening was just what? How did we get through that? Mm-hmm. I was able to express that hurt my feelings. We were able to pause and go, what do we want out of this? What Mm -hmm. do we need to say? What do I need to take responsibility for as opposed to defend the reason that you really don't know Mm -hmm. directions, which is true. I can (laughs) own that one. (laughs) And that, yes, you're you're we're all overreacting Mm -hmm. because of the situation. And the minute we can say, I'm just being a jerk. I shouldn't have said that. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. And I'm sorry. I I should have known better. I was sincerely trying to get us there and be helpful. And then we both were able to learn something. Where yeah. does that road take us to mm-hmm. where it is we thought we were going? Yeah. Um, and we can all grow and benefit from it as mm-hmm. a result. Right. So you're saying that's normal. That's so normal. <laughs> 
And I, can I think give a you lot an- of people are going to leave just going, oh, maybe we're not as bad off as we thought right? we were. And I can give you another one on the flip mm-hmm. side. Short stories. I'm the one that's driving and I'm more intent on picking off my sunburned skin than paying attention to where I'm going. <laughs> and I start to veer off into oncoming uh-huh. traffic. And of course, my husband like freaks out. Yeah. Ah! And I'm like, ah! <laughs> why did you do that? Watch where you're going. Right. Uh-huh. And it's like. Silence. And I I think that's the first step. And that's the first step I always teach my clients. Like, look, if things are escalating, your best next step Mm -hmm. is just to pause and breathe and figure out, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And allow our brains to kind of catch up with what's going on emotionally. That's the tricky part about emotions. I call those um I call those adult timeouts. I just take a timeout because sometimes, you know, say the the argument escalates even more and it keeps going and you don't even know what you're arguing anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just better to like say, "Hey, I need like 10 minutes just to gather myself. I'm not sure what's happening here." And I'll come back and we'll finish this when I can gather myself and my thoughts. Because when you're in the throes of the emotion, sometimes you're not going to say anything helpful. Mm -mm. So it's better to take a time out and then come back later. Yeah, we drove through the intersection. It was silent for a minute. And I said, I can understand why you were afraid. I wasn't Mm -hmm. paying attention. And he said, I wish I could have found a better way to let you know. Yeah. And it's over. It's Mm -hmm. done. Right. But you have to take that pause. It's so important. And it literally, when we understand that our brains can only process so much of what we're feeling, mm-hmm. that it does take some time to kind of like catch up. Yeah, I feel it all right now, but I don't make any sense of it. Mm-hmm. If I give myself that pause, it gives my brain that chance to kind of go, well, I'm feeling this and I want this. And this was what was hurtful. And this was what made me angry. And now let's talk about that. Um Otherwise, it's just an overload and you're right. We're going to be fighting about things and we don't even understand why we're fighting. We're just giving airtime and reaction Mm -hmm. to the emotion and it makes no sense. So that's why after the fact you go, oh, why did I say that? I'm so sorry. That was terrible. Or why didn't I say that? That would have been a brilliant Mm -hmm. comeback. (laughs) It's because that has caught up, Mm -hmm. right? I call it the space between the notes makes the music, just like music theory, right? Mm -hmm. That's really neat. Well, I'm learning so much from this. And so I think let's do some wrap up here. So what are some things that you'd like to, you know, share with us as we wrap up? I know you have some there's something specifically that we talked about in our last segment, I think that would be a nice transition here too. Mm-hmm. What do you want to share with yeah, us? Yeah. So I guess the summary, and you helped me with this <laughs> um, in the conversation, because I too have, it's always such a great reminder mm-hmm. you know, to come and to spend some time with you, Amanda. I want you to know that's mm-hmm. always a good for We're glad to have me. you here. Um, the first thing is that conflict's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. normal. Um, relationships give us more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, they, they give us plenty of opportunities to learn about ourselves and mm-hmm. our person. And that's kind of the the sweet spot, you know, that's the part that gives, gives the connection and the joy that we're all kind of yeah. longing for. The romance um, too. We don't want to forget the romance that it's not just about romantic relationships, but it's the actual romance means the novelty, the pleasure, like including positivity and lightness to the relationship too. It doesn't all have to be heavy and hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and if it's just all heavy and hard, why are we going to do it? Yeah. Why are we going to do the effort part? Mm-hmm. And that we can put our problems on the shelf and yeah. have a good time and they'll mm-hmm. seemingly wait for us. I've, I've never seen them evaporate. They'll show up again, <laughs> just in case you think you'll forget. <laughs> and that defensiveness is kind of the culprit that mm-hmm. kind of breaks us down and we can all, you know, fall in culprit to that. And then 
pausing is the remedy for that. Mm -hmm. Like it's the best option you have is, or the adult timeout, right? Let me just kind of sit and be with myself and Mm -hmm. see if I can figure out what that remedy might be for my emotional headache. Because until I can do that, I'm probably not going to get my need met and my person's not going to know how to support me. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes stepping into that after the pause, that that's difficult. Like I get that I got a pause. Re-entry. <laughs> the re-entry can be a bit bumpy. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite um, techniques for that that I did share on a previous mm-hmm. podcast, we yeah. kind of dove Number into six. <laughs> is um, a little thing I call fairy dust. Yes. And fairy dust is just my way of helping you remember what I'm about to say, because if I were to call it some clinical term, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't. It would go right over your head. Mm -hmm. But fairy dust is a great way to remind ourselves that we care. And it's Mm -hmm. a great way to remind our person that I care about you, even though we might be in this conflict that we're trying to resolve. Yeah. And so the first piece of fairy dust is acknowledge and appreciate your person. Mm -hmm. Like, what do they do for you? What is it you love about them? And what has usually gotten us so spun up is the fact that we care about this relationship and that person so much. Yeah. And so a great reentry is I care about you and I care about us. and Mm -hmm. And I just got so worked up over this. I just want you to know that. And then the second piece would be I, everybody wants to be heard. That's a very validating experience mm-hmm. for us. So, so please hear me out. And then I promise I'll, I'll give you time to be heard too. I want to mm-hmm. hear what you have to say and it's going to be okay to be different than mine. Mm-hmm. And the last one is reassure your partner that they do matter to you, that this yeah. relationship matters to you and that that's why we're going to try and resolve this mm-hmm. because we all get to a place where we can start running scared, especially when we're stuck in defensiveness and I can mm-hmm. make up that you don't care. And that's why you said that. And I'm not important to you and you don't care about our relationship and what happens next. And that's just simply not the not the truth. It's also going to help us regulate ourselves and not say and do some things that demonstrate I don't care when really I do. Mm-hmm. And so just to recap that, you know, open a conversation up. That reentry point is reminding them that you love them, that this relationship yep. is important to you and that you want this to go well. Mm-hmm. And just please hear me out and then I'll give you a chance to be heard, too. Yeah, and then, I think we all want to be on the same team, you know, like we really want to have teammates on our team and just Mm -hmm. reminding ourselves in each other that we're on the same team Mm -hmm. is a good place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the next step would just be own it, name it. Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, because of this, not um, this is your fault or I blame you. That's just going to take us back into defensiveness. But so step the stage with fairy Mm -hmm. dust and then just step into it. I'm feeling or I'm needing, I'm noticing, Mm -hmm. take responsibility for it and then name it as best you can. I think it's okay to be afraid sometimes, but not to be afraid of being afraid that, you know, I, I can go through this. We've done it before. We can do it again, or maybe I've never done this before. And so I want to try it this time and I don't have to succeed at my first try, but I'm just willing to continue with it as, as something that's really important in relationships too. And, and I think that's what you're saying is that, you know, we're all just working at this and we don't always get it right the first time, but we're willing to stick with it and keep going. And yeah, I like to think of um, conversations to resolve conflict as rounds because mm-hmm. every round or every time we go around, we're going to learn something new about yeah. ourselves and our person. Mm-hmm. I think the worst relationship advice on the planet was don't ever go to bed mad. And I think, <laughs> oh, please go to bed mad. We can pick this up in the morning uh-huh. because otherwise it's just going to turn into a wear down fest, you know? Yeah, sometimes sleeping on it too is so the best helpful. way to relieve the mad. <laughs> and we think that we have this one shot to resolve mm-hmm. this 
this problem. No, you don't. You can you can take 50 at it. You can take 100 at it. Mm -hmm. And just remember, every round of practice is going to teach you something new. And so eventually it will sort itself out as long Mm -hmm. as you stay with it. You know, yeah, have some ease about it. Well, thank you, Stacey, so much for joining me today Mm -hmm. and for being here. And we'll have to not wait for another 40 something episodes to have you back <laughs> and happy valentine's everybody happy Valentine. everybody can go be romantic uh-huh. now <laughs> you can you can have romance with whomever even with yourself uh-huh <laughs> well i hope you have a good valentine's day you and your husband but you and anyone else too mm-hmm. that you sh- you choose to share your love with and i hope everyone out there listening to has a great valentine's day as well And if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Amanda Anguish. And I'm Stacey Bartley. And you're listening to the The Brain Brain People's People's Podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media, or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com. 